Welcome to the Bethesda Christian Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit yourbcc.org or download our mobile app from the App Store. I wonder, how many people in this world today don't see Christ in Christmas or Christ in anything else because of their lack of understanding? And I think that's the case for so many around the world today. As Christians, we talk a lot about Jesus being our peace. At this time of year, we might put a sign on our lawn that says peace. Maybe we'll hang a wreath on our door that says peace. The other day, my friend came to visit at the church. She was wearing a shirt that said peace. We may even send out cards at Christmas time. It's common to send out cards that say glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. That's straight from scripture. It's Luke 2.14. But how many are saying, what's wrong with you people? Where is the peace? Don't you look at the news? If your Jesus was real, wouldn't he do something about the unrest in the world? What about the violence? What about the crime? And what about those terrible storms that have hit just in this past year alone? We can't deny that we live in a world that there is political unrest. There is violence. There is crime. There is tumultuous weather. If Jesus was born to bring peace, then where is he in all of this? When we look to scripture, we find a very different kind of peace. We find a peace that the world can't see. The world defines peace as freedom from disturbance, freedom from war, freedom from violence, freedom from upset. So when we see people that don't understand this, they see a world that is hardly free of these type of things. They think Christians are ridiculous to celebrate his peace at Christmas. So X them out. Don't see Christ in Christmas. What many lack to understand is that his peace is so much deeper than how the world defines peace. He gives peace in spite of what's in the world around us. And Jesus wanted his disciples to know that peace could be found through faith in him. In Mark chapter 4, we find Jesus sitting in a boat. He's out in the lake, and he's teaching crowds of people who are standing at the water's edge. And he's doing that because the crowds were so large. After spending a day of teaching, Jesus is ready for some downtime, and he says to his disciples, Let's cross over to the other side of the lake. Let's read Mark 4:35 through 41. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, "Let us cross over to the other side." Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? 
Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? It's quite a story. Do you think that this storm was a surprise to Jesus? No, he's Jesus. It's better than AccuWeather, better than any forecaster. And Jesus is always right. When Jesus said, let's go over to the other side, he certainly knew that that storm was going to hit. Yet he told those disciples to get in the boat and push off into that sea. Jesus was intentional. There was something that those disciples were going to learn in that storm. It was in the storm that their faith in him grew. Their understanding of who he was deepened in that storm. They said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and sea obey him? The disciples believed that only God had the power over the wind and seas. Psalm 89, 8 through 9 says, Who is like you, Lord God Almighty? You, Lord, are mighty, and your faithfulness surrounds you. You rule over the surging sea. When its waves mount up, you still them. The disciples knew that only God could still the sea. But there they were. They're looking out at still water. It's quiet, it's calm, it's peaceful. And it happened. The instant Jesus rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Jesus did what they knew only God could do. Can you imagine that moment? God Almighty was in the boat. The same God that created the heavens and earth. The same God that spoke the universe into existence. The same God that caused the sun to rise and the sun to set. God was in their boat. Matthew one twenty three says, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God in the flesh was with them. Before the calming of the storm, the disciples had seen Jesus as a teacher, a miracle worker, one who healed the sick, one who cast out demons, one who preached repentance and the good news of the kingdom of God, but they still didn't quite grasp his power. They believed that Jesus could be the Messiah, but they still had so much more to learn about who he was. Now they even see that Jesus had the authority over the forces of nature. Who could this be that even the wind and the waves obey him? He was God in the flesh. Jesus was the one that Isaiah prophesied about 750 years prior. Isaiah 9, 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, 
and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Who is this Prince of Peace in the world that seems to be lacking so much peace? If we look to see him in the definition of peace that the world has, we're going to miss him. That's why so many people don't see him. Hence, X him out. Season's greetings. Merry Christmas. No, not. We can't say Merry Christmas in the world today. They don't see Jesus. The peace he gives is beyond what the world can comprehend. He gives peace in spite of the surroundings. He gives peace regardless of what we see in the news. He gives peace in the midst of a storm. Before Jesus went to the cross, he wanted his disciples to have comfort, and he left them with words of comfort. He was very aware of the hardships that they were going to face, and he wanted to make sure that they knew he wouldn't leave them without peace. In John 14, 26 through 27, Jesus said this to his disciples, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. The peace that he gives through the power of his Holy Spirit is an incredible, incredible thing. The Apostle Paul describes his peace in Philippians 4-7 as peace that surpasses all understanding. It's something that the world cannot understand. This morning, I'd like to invite up Robin Carley. She has a testimony on experiencing that peace that surpasses all understanding. Please welcome her. Good morning, everyone. Um, about a year and a half ago, many of you will recall that um, I went through a surgery, and so Pastor Julie asked me to give a testimony because she's aware of what I experienced um, in that storm. It was July 3rd, 2016, a beautiful, sunny Communion Sunday, and we had gone home. We were marinating steaks for our cookout the next day. Life was good. All was well with my world. I had been offered a position here at Bethesda, which I had accepted, and I was looking forward to starting it in the next couple of weeks. And little did I know the storm that was just about to hit. Later that evening... I started experiencing severe abdominal pain. I first thought maybe it was food poisoning, which I had never had before. But five or six hours later, my husband insisted that we go to the hospital, so we did. And I was admitted, and my intestines had actually twisted on themselves and created a blockage. So three days in the hospital, we prayed, we waited. 
We waited for the situation to correct itself, which the doctors say sometimes they do, but that didn't happen. So three days later, surgery scheduled. And as I'm being prepped for surgery, pastors Pat and Julie um, were able to make it, and they prayed with me. You heard them pray this morning about an upcoming surgery. I experienced that. And in that room, while they were praying, I don't recall the exact words that were said, but I actually heard and I saw what I perceived to be wings. And you know the sound the uh, bird with a very large wingspan makes when they fly overhead, that I heard that. And then I actually felt that I was being held by those wings. I did not feel the hospital bed underneath me. I was being held in a soft place of comfort. And in that moment, I experienced a feeling that was indescribable. It was that peace that passes all understanding. And I knew at that moment that everything was going to be okay and that the Lord had given me the faith to get through whatever was to, to come about. So, went into surgery. The doctors removed approximately five inches of my intestine that had twisted and actually had begun to die because of a lack of blood supply. So they reconnected the good to the good, filled me up with antibiotics, and after 11 days in the hospital, I was sent home to recuperate. So I was like, whew. Okay, that was just a quick little storm. I'm going to make it through. But a week later, I'm rushed back to the hospital because I had developed um, an abscess that had actually ruptured and created an opening in my incision and a wound infection. So starting on antibiotics, my fevers are spiking at night. And I did get a little anxious. Um, you know, you don't know what's going on on the inside. And I didn't know, am I going to have to go through another surgery? Is the infection spreading? But even, at those, even in those anxious times, I felt the presence of the Lord. And I felt that indescribable peace because I knew what had taken place. I knew that the Lord was with me. Could the Lord have healed me at any moment? Absolutely. He could have spoken peace to my storm, but instead he gave me peace in the storm. And he increased my faith and trust in him to go through other future storms that would come my way as well. I'm going to leave you with Philippians 4.7. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Pastor Pat and I also, as Robin was going through her storm, we had to draw on the peace of the Lord because our new employee was going through the situation as well. God carried us all through to tangibly experience his peace like Robin did is an amazing thing and you did a great job thank you his peace surpasses all understanding his peace allows our hearts to say Jesus 
I don't like being in this storm, but I know you're with me. I know you're in my boat. And I know that you're going to carry me through this storm. And I know when I get to that other side of this storm, I'm going to have more faith in you. That is the peace that we can experience when we focus on who's in our boat rather than on the storm itself. None of us want to go through a storm, do we? (laughs) I hope not. I can't imagine that any of us are saying, I can't wait till that next storm in my life, right? If it was up to any of us, we would never need a raincoat. When we find ourselves in the midst of a storm, we may feel like those disciples did. Jesus, wake up. Why are you napping? Don't you care what's happening to me? The truth is, Jesus cared so much that he used that storm to deepen the disciples' faith in him. Jesus wanted them to understand that there was nothing Nothing more important than faith in him. The disciples feared that they were going to perish. They said, teacher, don't you care that we are perishing? But the very one that came to give life was with them. Even if they perished in that storm, they would live forever through faith in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's John 3.16. And the reality is, not all storms in life will pass. There could be a day when a storm actually takes our life. Because life on this earth isn't forever, and tomorrow isn't promised. And aren't we reminded of that in the news every single day? But we don't need to fear. We can have peace when we know the one who speaks peace to our very souls. People don't see Christ in Christmas. They X him out because they don't understand the kind of peace that Jesus came to bring. His ultimate peace is to mend our broken relationship with God. Sin entered the world, and it caused a separation. It caused a break between man and God. And God is holy, and he cannot be in the presence of sin. Scripture tells us the only way back to him is through Jesus Christ. We can be reconciled back to God and have peace with him through Jesus Through the blood of Jesus Christ that he sacrificed on the cross, his blood paid the way back to God for us. Colossians 1, 19 through 20. For God, in all his fullness, was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Thank you, Jesus. 
Only his blood is precious enough to forgive us our sins and bring peace to our broken relationship with God. Isaiah 53, 5. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. It was at the cross that Jesus healed our relationship with God. It was at the cross that he took on himself the punishment for our sins so that we could have peace with God forever. That is the peace that Jesus ultimately came to bring. He is the Prince of Peace. And Jesus is still able to speak peace be still to the storms in our life. But there is no greater peace than the peace that he brings that gives us eternal life. He brings peace to our souls. His peace can only be received through faith in Jesus Christ. There is no other way to receive his peace except through faith in him. See Christ in Christmas and believe in his peace today. It will lead you to eternal life with him. And there is nothing like that. If you believe today and you have not been baptized as a believer, that is your next step in this wonderful, wonderful journey with Jesus. By repentance and faith in Jesus Christ, in the water of baptism, your heart is cleansed and your sins are washed away. And you are freed to live a new life through Jesus Christ. And it doesn't matter what your past has been. There is nothing that you have done that the blood of Jesus can't forgive. I remember before I got baptized, I was hesitant because I didn't think I was good enough. But the truth is, none of us are good enough. And that's why we need Jesus to cleanse us of our sins so that we can have peace with God through him. Pastor Pat mentioned a scripture this morning. Acts twenty-two sixteen. 16. Ananias said to the Apostle Paul after he was converted, and now, what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away. There is nothing like that. So today, I am giving an invitation to those who are ready to make that next step of baptism. You don't need to worry. You don't need to delay. We have everything you need. All you have to do is have faith in Jesus Christ and you can make your way to the front today. If you would make your way, if that is, is the Lord speaking to your heart today, 
if you could come over to the altar, you're leaving. <laughs> and what is your name? Megan. Meg Megan. This is Francesca. These two women have made that decision to live for Jesus Christ. They are going to get baptized today. If there is anyone who feels to join them today, the water is ready. <laughs> I believe it's warm. <laughs> and there is no time like the present. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you, God, for the decision that Francesca and Megan have made, Lord, to be baptized into your body. And Lord, we pray, God, that you would meet them in the waters of baptism today. Lord, that you would circumcise their heart. Lord, that you would cut away that sin nature, leaving it in the water. And Lord, that you would grant them that liberty to be freed to walk in the newness of life. Lord, bless them today. Empower them by the power of your Holy Spirit today. We commit them into your hands for that amazing work in the water. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Right, you can go right over there. Reverend Barry is there too. I think there is nothing that makes me happier than to see souls come into the kingdom of God and make that decision for Jesus Christ. He is our peace today. He is our peace tomorrow. And he is our peace forever.